0: I want to read something to you guys real quick, and it's in an Exodus. And and it, and it's it had, I've had a few interesting conversations this week, and around these conversations, there's there's been um, one of the conversations I had was with an individual, and I don't I was spending time at Panera this week, and, and I was meeting somebody, and, and I had a little bit of time to just kind of dive into some things, and so I was sitting there. And, somebody I'd seen in like five, ten years comes up and they introduce, they just get to sit down and talk to them for a little bit. One of the things they're sharing with me is they they found this new belief that the Old Testament is no longer applicable to us today. Have y'all heard this? Like there's the New Testament since we're a part of the new, and so and I'm sitting there and she starts, this individual starts telling me this thing about, she read this book and all this and and my my heart started breaking because i'm just like there's a lot of powerful things in the old testament that if if we skip over what then she goes well this well-known pastor and the country is the one who really started talking about this and i'm just like so i, I sat there and I, I opened up god's word and i went to it and it's interesting and in my quiet time today and And it's funny, as she's telling me this, I'm sitting there and my Bible's open up to Exodus, because that's where I've been parked for a while, is in Exodus. And uh, she goes, oh, so I see you're in the Old Testament. I said, yeah, and I'm getting a lot of great things out of it. God still speaks to His Word, it's amazing. Um, But I want you guys to listen to this. And this is right after, this is right after God rescues His people from the Egyptians. I want you guys to understand who our God is. And that's why we're in this series called um, I Am. It's so that we have a better understanding of who God is. That, and, and, and the power of God. and That he has these names that have been given to him. And that he has given to himself that identify who he is. And that talk about his character and his nature and that that as we look at what he did and all the things that he accomplished because he loves his people and he loves his children and he loves us still today that there's these names that that he has given himself and that has been uh, given to him that point to these very things and so we're in this i'm in this part of my own quiet time as i'm diving into god's word and and I'm, i'm i'm engaging with it and so i'm in exodus and I get to read this part where the Egyptians, are the, the Israelites have went across the dry land to the other side. And the Egyptians, the, the, the soldiers and the Pharaoh are following them in chariots. And, and there's this piece where God actually intervenes and puts a cloud between them. So that they, there's some confusion that goes on. And it's beautiful because at one point this cloud was used to lead them. And at another point he uses this cloud to protect them. And so I'm getting this image of sometimes God's going to lead me, and then sometimes he's going to protect me when I need protection. And that it can go both ways, and it's a beautiful picture of what happens. And so these people are led across the Red Sea, the dry land over to the other side. You ready? And so in this piece, in this piece we get to see this this amazing thing that happens is they get over to the other side and, and those people that were chasing after them that wanted to defeat them and that wanted to conquer them and that wanted to take them out and keep them in slavery. And do you know what happens in our world today? There's people, even our own minds, that want to keep us trapped and in slavery and tell us that we have to stay this way and that there's not a God that won't bring about change and won't bring about healing and that won't rescue us and that won't do these amazing, amazing things that God is capable of. And he said, you know, we live in a world that says you gotta stay trapped and you gotta stay confused because you know what? That's that that works better, and we gotta put our feelings as gods and all these things. And, and it's so interesting because we have a God that says, No, I want you to recognize me as God. I want you to realize that I'm God in your life, and that's the only thing that matters. Amen. And when we get to this point where we actually start recognizing that he goes before me and that he also comes behind me. And that he, he's wrapped around me and that he's my he's my guide and he's also my protector. And there's there's certain things that happen, and I, I wonder about this as we look at, at this, <coughs> this, this 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 trail that the as they were walking. I read this passage this week. It's so interesting, guys, how when you engage with God's word, what happens, what pops out. Do you know that there was a faster route for God to get them to where he wanted them to go? There was a route that was nearer. And God chose to take them a far route because He knew that if He took the, them the easy route, that they would get discouraged because of what was going on in the easy route. And so sometimes, sometimes we go take the we have to take the long route to get where God wants us to go. And in the long route, He teaches us stuff and He, he molds us into who He wants us to be. And he, and he and He takes the things and He rough takes off the rough edges. And do you know that when you're traveling with God and you're walking with God, that sometimes you may trip and sometimes you may fall. Sometimes you may get hurt, and it's okay because He's before me, and He's after me, and He's right with me. Amen. amen. And so there's something we've got to see that when we get to this point in Scripture, we see in 15, and I want you guys to hear this, because I want you to make this this peace in you that says, you know what, I can sing this song. He's a good, good Father, and He's perfect in all of His ways. He's perfect when I'm struggling with what I'm struggling with. He's perfect when I'm stressed out. He's perfect when I'm confused. He's perfect when I don't know what that next step is. His ways are perfect. Then Moses and the sons of Israel Israel sang this song to the Lord. I'm in 15 of Exodus. And Moses and the sons of Israel sang this song to the Lord and said, I will sing to the Lord. And for he is highly exalted. The horse and its rider, he has hurled into (laughs) the sea. The very things that want to take us captured, he wants to take out. He wants to get rid of. The Lord is my strength and song, and He has become my salvation. Catch this. This is my God. I will praise Him. My Father's God, and I will expel Him. Father, thank You for being a God that we can go to, a God that is before us, a God that is behind us, and a God that is with us. Thank you for being a God that created us, that knows every hair on our head, that knows every piece of who we are, Lord, every intricate detail of us, Lord. You know the hurts, the the joys, the struggles, the, the strengths, the, the things, Lord, that sometimes we may get caught up in, Lord. You you know those very things. You know all of it, Lord, and you hold us in your hands because you are our God and because you love us and because you care about us. And, Lord, when we start to realize that you are God and that we can actually praise you for being God that we can praise you for being Yahweh that we can praise you for being I am in my life and everything that I need and everything that, uh, that, that could ever be a source of substance in my life that is you and there is no other my value my worth my character my very being is because of you And you are God. And for this next few minutes, Lord, as we dive into this word, Lord, I pray, Father, that you would guide us and direct us, that you would allow us to know you and you alone. And that because we know you, Lord, our belief in you will move from belief to trusting. And our trusting would lead to faith steps. And our faith steps would lead to the exact place that you want us to be. And I pray this for us as a church. I pray for this as families and for us as individuals. Thank you that you're a God before us. A God behind us and a God with us. We love you and praise you. Amen. Amen. So today... Last week, we, we talked about the name Yahweh, and we talked about the fact that, that God gave him this name to Moses and said, I am that I am, and, and he, he named himself I am, and as we unpack that, and, and so I would say go listen to the recording, but for some reason, it didn't get recorded if you missed last week, um, and someone says, well, Chad preach it again. Well, I'm not going to do that. So we're going to move on to the next name. Um, today, we're going to talk about Elohim. And <laughs> there's a there's a couple different uh, things around this, and so let's start off and go to Genesis one one, and we'll start right there. Now there's a I'm going to give you my perspective of Genesis, and and you guys, and because there's so many different viewpoints of Genesis and. How to read Genesis and all this, and so here's what here's what I'll do. If, if you have a different perspective than me, I won't judge you, and I won't I won't like condemn you because that's not my role. But what I am going to do is I'm going to tell you how I see it, and because of how I see it, what I believe God speaks through. It. Is that fair? And if you disagree, uh, feel free to come up and talk to me afterwards, um, because there's a lot of different viewpoints on Genesis and all that stuff. but... Um, and even in this word, the name that we're gonna look at today, Elohim, um, there's a there's a a few different perspectives on it. And so I'm gonna give you my take on it, what I believe God says about it. And so if you want to have a discussion about it, oh I got time this week that I can open up and we can sit and talk about it. Is that fair? So all right, so let's go to Genesis 1-1. Here's what I believe. <clears throat> I believe that, that, that God gave us His Word, and that when He gave us His Word, He, he showed us His design on how He did things, and how, he, how things came to be, and that things are, maybe have been written in a story form, um, but at the same time in that story, in this day, stories were passed down from generation to generation, and when they were passed down from generation to generation, these stories were captured. And it's kind of like this. It's different than the day we live in today, because here's what happens. Here's what happens in today, majority of our time, spare time, family time is spent doing what? What do we do? Let's be honest. Watch yeah. TV. Thank you, Dale, for your honesty. Watch TV. We're watching someone else's story take place. And now, especially nowadays, ready right? with reality TV, let's look at somebody else's wonderful life. And so, and we get captured in this. In this day, they didn't have TV. I know that's hard to believe, but they couldn't sit around the fire at night and turn on the TV and and capture what was going on around the world. What they actually did was they they shared stories. Like when God says to to, uh, elderly, elderly people to pass these stories down from generation to generation, this is what was going on. And so the story of how things came to be is a story of what was passed down from generation to generation. And so we get to this point in Genesis and we see that the author of Genesis and what people believe is Moses and that he writes this and there's probably five other people who say it could have been someone else. I don't know. I believe it was Moses and that's what I'm going off of and that's what I'll stand on. And so if you debate, you want to debate, we can do that. I'll I'll listen. I won't. My mind's not going to change, but that's fine. Um, You're entitled to your opinion Um, and, and I love you regardless. But we get to this point in Genesis and it says this, you ready? Genesis 1.1 it says this, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And so right from the beginning it talks about a creator. And the creator is God and the name for this, the, the, the name mentioned in Hebrew for God is Elohim and it's spelled E-L-O-H-I-M. And it's God the creator. The other word that's associated with this word Elohim is the mighty one. And so we see this Elohim word, the the L in the Elohim is actually plural. I want you to capture this, ready? There's a a pluralness to this piece, and I just made up a word, I think. But it's plural. And what do we know? What do we believe? Some of us believe. That it's not just God the Father, but it's God the Father, God the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Right? So when Scripture talks about Elohim, there's this plural piece to it, meaning many. And so we get to see And also, if you go into John and you read about how Jesus was in the beginning a creation, and you see that God the Son was in the beginning of creation and he was a part of the creation and and he was involved in that. Then you know the Holy Spirit is is also present. So when we look at this word Elohim, this name Elohim, we see that it does not just point to God the Father, but it points to God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. All present in the creation of our world. And it's so interesting to me that we miss out on this piece because I think a lot of times we disregard a lot, and we miss things in translation. When we try to take something from Hebrew to English, we miss this translation piece and we miss the depth of what's there. And so if we don't dive into it, we don't gain the true understanding of what's going on. So I want you to understand that in this piece that it's not just God the Father present at the very beginning, but it is God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, the Trinity, all one existence. And so we get to see this. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. The earth was formless and void, and darkness was over the surface of the deep. And the Spirit of God was moving over the surface of the water. Then God said, let there be light. And there was light. And let's jump down. I'm not going to read the whole passage for you, but here's what I'm going to encourage you to do today, tomorrow, sometime this week. I want you to go read all of Genesis 1. And I want you to capture some things. I'm going to point to, but I want you. To, I want you to go read it. I'm not going to read it all today. And let's jump down to 31. And he goes through and he and he talks about how God. You ready for this? He talks about God. And he says he said that let there be what light, and there was light. You keep going in Genesis, and let, and I. It's interesting. I was underlining some of this today. He goes and let there be. An expanse in the midst of the waters, and let it separate the waters from the waters. And it happened. In verse 6, And nine he said, Then God said, Let the waters below the heavens be gathered into one place, and let the dry land appear. And it was so. You jump on down to 14, it says, Then God said, Let there be lights in the expanse of the heavens to separate the day from the night. And let, them be signs for, and let there be for signs and for seasons, for days and years. In other words, he's putting to existence what brought about our seasons and what brought about our years and our time frame. And all of these things in which we gauge our life on. And you know what? They didn't have daylight savings times in that time. So you didn't have to miss church in the morning because you slept in. So, If you're listening to this, I love you. Um, and so he goes on, and, and, and here and I want you to see this piece of how what he just said. He just says, let there be. Let there be. And he goes on and he says, God made the two great lights. The greater light to govern the day and the lesser light to govern the night. He made the stars also. So we look at this, this universe and we look at what's going on. And we think sometimes we get this idea that it just happened. It didn't. Do you guys know how intricate just our bodies are? They did not just happen. They they just just did not come into existence just by chance. There's no way. And so it goes on, and it says this in twenty. It said, then God said, let the waters teem with swarms of living creatures, and so it happened. It says the great, God blessed them, saying, be fruitful and multiply, and so it happened. Then God said again, let the earth bring forth living creatures. And then it goes on and said, God made the beasts of the earth after their kind. He brought out, he made these things, he, he, he spoke them into existence, And they. but then he gets to us. Then he gets to us, uh, his, his children, his humans. He gets to this point, and he said, there's something that changes, you ready? He no longer said, let there be. But then God said, ready? Elohim, let us make man in our image. It's just not the one God. It's just not God the Father here. But it's God the Father, God the Holy Son, God the Holy Spirit, and they're they're sitting. Let us make man. Make man. Not. They're there. Not speak. He didn't speak us into existence. Do y'all grasp this? He loves us so much. He spoke everything else into existence. But to the, 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 to us, there's something different that he says here. He goes on. He says. Then God created man in his own image and the image of God he created him male and female he created them. So yeah. there's a piece about our God that loves us so much in the way he created us and the way that he brought us into existence that we look at Elohim as the creator and that he is so mighty that he can speak things into existence and he loves us so much he loves us human so much that that's where he decided to use his hands and make us. And it says from the dust of the earth he made us. And then we get to 31. This is as God saw all that he had made and behold it was what? No, what was it? Very good. good. Don't miss the very. You can't miss the very because, see, if we take the very out, we're, we're robbing something. See, he didn't say it, it was just good. Like, you know how when I come up to some of you and I ask you how you're doing? And you say, I'm good. And no one ever says this. No one's like, I'm very good today, Chad. <laughs> Except for Josh. You're right, Michael. <laughs> He's on another level, though. So. He's amazing. Um, But there's this piece in that when we miss that even him, like God himself, our creator, said, you know what? What I did, what just happened, what I spoken to be and what I created was very good. So here's my question as his creation. Why do we doubt our value? Why do we think less of ourselves? Why do we put ourselves down here and continue to live in the muck and the crud of life when he said, what I made was very good. And so when we start knowing who God is our creator, Elohim, we start recognizing him as our creator, maybe we'll start to trust that what he says about us is true. And that we, in our fallenness, in all our imperfections, are very good. Because He loves us. Because He created us. Because He knows the hairs on our heads. When we go on and, and it says this in 2. One to four. says this. Thus the heavens and the earth were completed and all their host. By the seventh day, God completed His work which He had done, and He rested on the seventh day from all His work which He had done. Here we go. By the way, side note, God, God even rested. What's your excuse? Then God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it, because in it He rested from all His work which God had created, created and made. This is the account of the heavens and the earth when they were created, and they that the Lord God made earth and heaven. See, we have a creator. We have a God that created us. And because we have a God that created us, what does that what should that reveal to us? What should we get from that piece? What should be revealed to us out of the fact that we have a God that created us? The name reveals this. The name reveals who He is, who He is. See we sing about God and we, we kind of talk about God and we, we, we sit there and, and, but the try, and here's the thing that's so hard, is that in our, in our human minds, and even though there's some of us in here that are way smarter than other ones, and, and some of you guys are very, you know, like, y'all blow me away with your smartness. Thank you, Jay. You're welcome. Man. Because your smartness is so far superior to mine. And so, even in that piece, even. I love you, man. <laughs> My life. <laughs> Thanks, Dale. <laughs> Our minds we can't wrap around who God is. We try. We try our best and we try to gain as much understanding and as much logic and we try to put as much earthly logic around a, a God that is not, is not held by our earthly thoughts and by our earthly knowings and our earthly knowledge. And we try to take what we know and we try to put God in it and wrap Him in it so that we can start to begin to understand it. And here's what I'll say about that: is this is that when we try to put God wrapped in our earthly knowings and our earthly understanding, is that what we do is we miss who God is completely. Because our little minds can only wrap our minds around a certain part of who He is, and when we do that, we fail to see the bigness and greatness of who God is. So what I would recommend is that we stop trying to put, uh, put a big God into our minds and start recognizing that a God exists, our God exists who is far bigger than what we can understand and just start putting trust in that God rather than trying to put logic around something that, let's be honest, logic cannot control or contain our God. Amen. Do you know what else cannot control or contain our God? Is our emotions. Because we either go to one side of it Either we try to control or contain our God through emotions or try to control or contain our God through logic, and neither one of them works. He's way too big. So the the name reveals who He is in Psalm 92. It reads this. Before the mountains were born, or you gave birth to the earth and the world, even from everlasting to everlasting, you are Everlasting to everlasting, he's God. Amen. Romans 1.20 reads this. For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood through what has been made so that they are without excuse. You guys know understand how complicated we as human beings are, and I'm gonna stop talking about our emotional complications, but how we're made. Like when you go and you think about our DNA and you go and think about our nervous system and our central system and the fact that there's parts of our body that have to work and function properly and in order for us to work and function properly and that we have to do certain things in order for us to exist and that drinking water is designed to help keep us alive and eating food is designed to help keep us alive and that when we start putting different things in our food it actually complicates these different systems in our body and that's why we get so messed up and like do y'all, I mean, When we sit here and look at our world, like there's so much, there's so much complication in how we're made. And then but here's the thing that's so interesting to me. It's all a part of his design. Like it wasn't an afterthought, and he's like, you know what? I'm gonna let blood run through their system. No, this is a part of who he is and how he perfected us as humans and as his children. Is I'm gonna make a heartbeat that pumps blood through all parts of the body, and that when the heart stops beating, guess what? We stop functioning. I'm going to start bringing this piece that, you know, all the different things about our body that is amazing, that points to there's got to be something that did not just happen by circumstance. And then that, do you know that nowadays they can take a swab of your cheek? Ready? They can take a swab of your cheek and do testing on the swab to determine what medication is best for you to take to deal with an illness you have. Do you know how amazing our God is to be able to say there's certain things that work well with our DNA type that doesn't work well for someone over here? It amazes me the way that God has created us. You can even go further. You look out, who was out, who got home late last night and got to see the moon? Anyone? Right? It was sitting there, and we were sitting through the trees, and we pulled in, and I remember the kids looked at us, and they said, look at the moon. And then someone said, there's a man hanging on the moon or something. (laughs) I, I was confused, and I was like, what's going on here? But you can see, like, the design of the moon, and that that very thing was put there by God. Why? Do you know when there's a full moon and there's even a partial moon, the reflection of the sun off the moon provides light for us to see at night and we'll complete everything. But a lot of times things get too stressful or we start weighing the options of of all what could go wrong. And I love this question that always comes up when you're trying to do something. We always get this question when you're trying to do something for God and you're trying to move forward and all this. And the the, the what if questions come in. Do y'all love the what if questions? I love the what if questions. What if God doesn't show up? What if this? What if that? What if all this? Do you know that we could what if God out of everything we try to do? And he doesn't say, deal with the what ifs. He says, trust me and walk out in faith what I've called you to do. And there's wisdom in the what if questions. Don't get me wrong. There's wisdom sometimes. But don't let the what ifs of life stop what God wants to bring to completion. And so, so we see this God, our God, our Creator, Elohim, that brings not only is He not only the Creator, the Mighty One, but what He started, He completed. And He says this about us in His Word. He says this in Philippians 1.6. He goes... And I am sure of this, and this is Paul writing, and I am sure of this, that He who began a good work in you will bring it to at the day of Jesus Christ. The very work that you are as His creation, that He started in you, the very work that He wants to do in your life, In your life alone. You don't have to worry about him not bringing it to completion. Because he's going to make it happen. There's something that's going to be brought to that completion that He's going to do in all the mix of the struggling and all the mix of the, the chaos and the stress and all this. But when we belong to Him and we start putting our faith in Him and trust in Him and believing that He is the Creator and that He is the Mighty One and that who He says He is, He actually is and that He actually is I Am and He is everything we need. That with the very thing that He's going to do is the very work He started in our lives because He is God, He is going to bring to completion. and another version, it uses the word perfection. And that there's one day when we stand and we get to meet our Father in heaven, those that belong to Him, and have put our faith in Him, that, that when we stand before Him, we're going to be perfect. No flaws. And that's the peace we look forward to. And so in the midst of why we live here on this this human, in this world that we live in today, there comes a day when He brings us to completion and that everything in between of the, our birth and our death, that He is bringing us through things and that He is walking us through things and that He is before us and He's behind us and He's with us and that that is our God who created us and that He will not forsake us or leave us and He is our God that is everlasting for generations and generations and generations and that there comes a point where we become and perfect and that's our God that's El, because of his power and his might and the fourth thing in Romans 8 37 to 39 it reads this the fourth thing that God's word name reveals to us I believe is his love for us do you realize that God could have sat back and just enjoyed the animals? How many of us love animals? Right? Anybody? Anybody not like animals? Uh-huh. Okay, we'll, we'll pray for you later. Does anybody like seeing animals from a distance? Yeah, okay, see, we like observing them. Maybe we don't want them up on our couch or in our bed and snuggled up next to us. That's fine. But there's some beauty in it. Like, do you know they pulled out of a river yesterday this humongous alligator gar? Like, his sucker was like 20 feet long. Anybody else read this? I sit here and look at God's creation and the different things that come out of what, what he created, and I'm like, why in the world would he make this ugly thing? I mean, his sucker was horrible. Anybody have hermit crabs? We have our hermit crabs in our house, as pets. Do y'all know how ugly those things are? They come out of their shell. They come out of their shell, and they sit there, and you're like, what? My me's like, God, what were you thinking? <laughs> Do you realize that it would have been a lot less chaotic if he would have just stopped at the animals? And he would have said, This is good right here. I'll just observe this. (laughs) I'm good, and I'll sit back and I'll watch the deer run by. I'll watch the kangaroo. I'll even, because in this time there wasn't sin, right? Right. And so you can look at the lions laying there and the little lamb that pounces on top of it. You ever see an image of a dog with a cat on top and the mouse on top of the cat, right? And then the cat eats the mouse over and over again. You keep buying anyway. So, but in this in this time you get to see this piece and God could have said, God could have said, you know what? I'm good right now. (laughs) Very good. he couldn't say very good until we came into existence, so it's all right. But he could have said, I'm good right now, and I'll just enjoy this. <coughs> I'll enjoy this. He went one step forward further. And because he's a God that created us and loves us, he made us and formed us and brought us into an existence. Because of his love for Let your, let, just let that wrap around your head in a minute. that in the midst of all of this the, that he values us so much that he created us when he didn't need to because there's some people in this room that would be perfectly fine if they were just surrounded by animals and they didn't have to deal with human beings and God could have chose that but he said no I want to make something that I can have a relationship with. I want to create something that I can speak with. That I can love. That I can guide. That I can spend eternity with. And that's how he views us. That's why we were created. He didn't have to but he chose to. His name, the Creator, Elohim. Points to, reveals who He is. That He is mighty. He is God. Points to the power of His words. That through His words, things come into an existence. It points to the fact that He doesn't stop halfway. He doesn't do things halfway. He brings things through completion. And so wherever you're at in life, He will bring you through through to completion. And then the fourth thing is, He reveals His love for us, His creation. Romans 8, 37 to 39, one of my favorite passages. But in all these things, we are overwhelmingly conquered through Him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing will be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen. Elohim. God, our Creator, who formed us, who made us, who spoke things into existence, who is before us, who's behind us, and who's with us. That's the God we have. That's the God we can trust. And that's the God we can pursue with all our hearts. Because He wants us. Father, we love You and praise You. We thank You for today. We thank You for Your goodness. We thank You for Your design in things, Lord. For how You design things. Specifically, You design things in a way that You would have them go. And Lord, that in our lives when we try to put our own logic and our own sense and our own emotions around you, we we get chaos. And so Father, we need to go back to the fact that you are our creator and that you created. You spoke things into existence and you designed things to be a certain way. And Father, our job is not to question, but our job is to trust and and to gain understanding, but to ultimately come to the point of just having faith in you. That you hold it all. And that you are our God. And that we can sing praises to you because you are perfect in all of your ways. Thank you for being a good, good father. Thank you for being our creator. We give you praise. we? We ask all this in Jesus name.